A disaster can strike at any time, anywhere in the world. Surviving depends on being prepared. Are you ready? Developing an emergency plan with God's guidance, right now on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus. A natural disaster, the rapid spread of a deadly disease or a terrorist attack are catastrophic events that most of us simply aren't ready for. But good preparation is the key to survival and enables us to help others. Our guest today is a disaster expert who knows how to overcome any kind of emergency with confidence and with faith. Please welcome the author of When All Plans Fail, Dr. Paul Williams. Paul, welcome back. Paul, you have been focused on a message to Christians now for, well, more than a decade on being prepared. By the way, the Boy Scout motto, be prepared. (laughs) But why the focus on being prepared when we have the Lord? Well, the Bible says that a wise man, when he sees a problem ahead, he prepares for it. I stop and think about Joseph in the Bible. Joseph just didn't wait for God to just do anything. He actually warned Joseph what was going to happen over the next 14 years. He said, there's going to be seven years of plenty. And then he said, prepare for those seven years of famine. And there are times when God warns us ahead of time, you need to be ready. Well, in these last days, God has warned us many times. He says, when you see these things happen, know that my coming is soon. So if we know that there's going to be problems, and he tells what kind of problems we're going to face. I mean, earthquakes and famines, pestilences, that would be where the epidemics and things like that that we cover in our pandemic chapter in the book, those types of things, get people ready for what's coming. This is a message of opportunity that we can, by being prepared, by being close to the Lord, we can provide the solutions for people instead of being the victims. Do you believe we're entering the seven years of famine now, if you will? Yes, I think we're right on the cusp, if we're not already in it, but I think we're right on the cusp of that. And so I really think we need to be prepared for that. And I think churches are the natural place for people to come and to look for that kind of assistance and help. But unfortunately, my experience as I go around the United States, I'm finding out that many pastors are not attuned to this. They're very concerned about various things within their congregation. We talked about this yesterday, but you find many people don't relate to this. So it's something distant that doesn't, if it happens, it happens down the road. But people aren't really taking this message seriously. No, they're not. There's too many cares this life. In fact, I look at that at the scripture about where the seed is sown and some of it's on rocky soil or a stony ground or where their weeds are. And I think for a lot of Christians, it's where the weeds are. The weeds come up and the cares of this life just weigh them down so they're not able to concentrate on what God has told them in the Word. Be prepared for this because look up, it says, for your redemption is drawing near. So, uh, you know, when I actually have said to certain people, I love the word Maranatha. They don't even know what the word Maranatha means. And and when it says, even the spirit and the bride say, come, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. People are not looking forward to the return of Jesus. They don't really want him to come. And I'm saying, that'd be like saying not wanting to be married to the one that you fell in love with. I mean, we are the bride of Christ and he wants to uh, have us look for him and welcome him and invite him to come. But you know what that 
means, and I, I also think of the, Jesus himself saying he endures to the end, yes. shall be saved. I want to read something from Matthew 24, which is pretty shocking. It talks about the condition of the world before Jesus returns. And of course, verse 14, which is really the focal point for this ministry, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. But then it talks about those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. It talks about um, increased wickedness. It talks about uh, wars and rumors of wars. Uh, Matthew 24 lays all this out. Is that just talking about Jerusalem, or is this the condition of the whole world it's before the Jesus returns? The whole world. It's of interest to me that one of the first places that I ever saw a grab-and-go bag was in Israel. I was over there with Barry and Bacha Siegel with Ju uh, Joseph's storehouse, and they took me around, and actually almost every Israeli has a grab-and-go bag with at least three to four days of supply. And you know, there's some, that one scripture says, don't even go back to your house just flee to the mountains uh, because there might be problems. We need to have our grab-and-go bags ready. Uh, and we need ones at home. We need to one in the car and one at work. That is is it misplaced to think the Lord will provide for me? He'll see me through so I don't have to do anything? Oh, absolutely. That is misplaced. Now, if you find yourself in a place that's totally beyond your control, that's different. But to not prepare for something when you know that there's a disaster ahead is foolish. And so and I stop and think about the people, let's say Superstorm Sandy. Uh, they knew for days that there was going to be hurricane strength winds and there was going to be a lot of problems. Do you know what happened after Superstorm Sandy? Many people had to wait six to eight hours for <coughs> gasoline because they uh, didn't have any gas in their car. If they would have had a half tank of gas in their car, they could have driven 50, 60 miles to Philadelphia and have all the gas they wanted. So one of your simple recommendations is just just always have a half tank of gas or more. Absolutely. Uh, most of you, like me, wait till it's on empty of empty, right on pushing the line with E. You say have gas in your car. Paul, what's the difference between your message of being prepared and this uh, this uh, prepper movement where people are storing guns and ammunition and in some cases stockpiling masses of food and so on. What's the difference between your message and what most of us wouldn't consider a very extreme message? Right. Well, I think some people, when they don't really have the Lord to rely on and, and be prepared for, they have this spirit of fear that's on them, and they feel like everything is dependent upon themselves. Yeah. And I stop and think of the scripture that says that uh, the person that builds the house, they labor in vain unless the Lord builds the house. And the person that's the watchman that's over the city watches in vain unless the Lord watches over it. So that the first thing is to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That's when you can expect His provision and His and his, self, and his care for you. But then if you've done everything you normally would expect to do, you sometimes will run into situations where you just run out of supplies. So the first uh, part of your message on being prepared is to be spiritually prepared. Yes. I wonder how many of you watching at home are spiritually prepared, or whether you read the Bible occasionally or pray occasionally. I think we treat God like a spare tire. We, we call out to Him in a time of need, yes. and I'm wondering if that's too late. We have to cultivate the ear of our spirit, like Joseph, to be able to hear from God dreams, visions. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, 
that's what God is looking for today. Absolutely. In fact, I would say it's mitigation of a problem. In other words, if you know ahead of time that you've got brush or uh, lumber next to your house and you have a wooden house and you know it's a fire hazard, well, get rid of that. Move it out of the way so that if a fire should occur, uh, you're not going to increase the chances of having a great fire at your home. Whereas if you don't do that, if you don't mitigate it against it, then you may suffer the consequences. And that's what I would say be the foolish man. It's sort of like a person uh, that doesn't repair the leaks in their roof of their home until it starts raining. Then they say they can't do it because it's raining. They can't get up there and repair it. Well, let, let's, let's look at a scenario, a natural disaster, a terrorist mm -hmm. attack. I was really, um, it caught my attention that with the recent bombing in Brussels, the bombings mm -hmm. in Brussels, immediately the, the, the entire national law enforcement said, we are overwhelmed. Yes. We, this is beyond what we can handle. And it was a relatively small occurrence. I mean, I'm not trying to minimize the, the, the horror of it, yes. but compared to what could happen. So give us a scenario. And again, this isn't to bring fear. This is to understand the times we live in and to be prepared. Give us a scenario. Well, in other words, I would really say to everybody, you must have four to five days of being able to take care of yourself before you can ever expect some emergency people to be able to arrive on the scene to help you. Now, if it's a smaller disaster, and Brussels was a smaller disaster compared to things, it's not like a Katrina, uh, you know, they were able to respond fairly uh, quickly. But then the other people that needed help outside of that airport probably some of the needs that were out there were not being met. Uh, but in the Katrina situation, uh, excuse me, the uh, Superstorm Sandy, there were many people who were having uh, tremendous problems. If they would have had four to five days of supplies, they would not have been reliant upon the emergency uh, prepared talk, talk people. Talk about, let's say, an earthquake hits, or many people in our government have said not if there's another terrorist attack, but when it occurs, yes. we need to be ready. So people know uh, are briefed that there will be more terrorist activity in America. We, yes. we can almost be certain of that. The economy is failing. There could be an economic collapse. What happens? You talked about what happens in, in a large-scale uh, well, like for instance, catastrophe. Uh, not too many months ago, there was the news report about what if the Cascadia Fault off the northwest coast of the United States, the earthquake would occur there, and they're, they're anticipating that could be as strong as a nine on the Richter scale. They said everything west of Interstate Five would be devastated. They'd have a, a, a tsunami that would hit over there; that many of the cities would be wiped out. The tens of thousands of people would be in jeopardy of dying, and many others being uh, displaced. But first of all, the the the, the, the grocery stores get emptied so the sh oh. there's no more food. You talked about shipping. Uh, the trucking industry would, would shut down. Yes, particularly uh, like with the New Madrid Fault that goes right down the Mississippi River. The, uh, they had an 8.2 uh, on the Richter scale earthquake back in 1812. About every 200 years that goes off. We're due for another major earthquake. If that should happen, the bridges would go down between the east and west. The uh, gas lines would be broken off. Food shipments from the West would be uh, stopped by trucking. They'd have to fly it. Cost of food would go skyrocketing. We, we've got to take a break. We're going to talk about the ramifications of that more when we come back. We have to take a break. Uh, we're going to talk with Dr. Williams when we come back about the practical steps that you can take. Uh, very, very simple steps to be prepared. And then later, we're going to take you to a small village in Ethiopia that suffered for years without the benefit of clean water until God sent us to help. It's a remarkable, inspiring story. Stay with us. We live in a world filled with uncertainty. 
The Bible warned us that in the last days, there would be an increase in earthquakes, natural disasters, wars, and rumors of wars. Terrorist attacks are imminent. The world economy is fragile, and economic crisis is looming. Now you can be prepared. When All Plans Fail delivers step-by-step -step instructions on how you can be ready for any catastrophe. Dr. Williams, the former Director of Operation Blessing for CBN, has led over 200 medical missions around the world, making him an expert on disaster preparedness. For your gift of $40 or more, we'll send you When All Plans Fail. Along with the book, we'll also include the companion workbook, a practical guide to prepare yourself for any disaster. Be prepared to protect your family and provide help to your neighbors when disaster strikes. This book and workbook will assure you peace and confidence while others are experiencing fear and anxiety. There is also a 21-day action plan to guarantee your family and friends will be safe. Remove your worry and stress. Prepare for any disaster with expert and easy to follow advice. Call now and take advantage of this important offer. And if you respond now, we will include this informative DVD. Where are we on God's prophetic timeline? Featuring a panel of end time prophecy experts, including Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Jan Markell. Join Jonathan Burness to answer questions like, which events happening today are fulfilling end times prophecy? What nation will the Antichrist come from? Will America be destroyed in the last days? If you respond to this offer today, not only will you be providing protection for your family and friends when disaster strikes, you will also be helping us provide protection for Jewish people and their neighbors already in need. Protection from polluted water through our Life Straw water purifiers. Protection from disease through medical care and medicines. And protection from blindness through our eye clinics and eye surgeries. We've helped thousands, but millions are still waiting for us to help them through their disaster. Most importantly, you can help them hear the life-transforming gospel and find eternity through a relationship with Jesus the Messiah. So pick up the phone and call the number on your screen or send your gifts of support to Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. God said that he would bless those that bless the Jewish people. Don't miss out on this opportunity to prepare your home when disaster strikes and at the same time help restore Jewish homes in crisis. Welcome back. We're here with Dr. Paul Williams, who has an updated version uh, of his book. Uh, it's really pretty much new. When all plans fail, be ready for disasters. And Paul, you've also, uh, you've also put together a workbook yes. on this. So it's a companion workbook. Why, why the workbook? This is quite a package here. Well, uh, the workbook is something people asked me to provide that after the first book was uh, written. They said the workbook would actually help us where we could just lay it out. So it's eight and a half by 11 as opposed to the smaller size of the book. It's something that larger print that can just go down and check things off. And it really gives them a real bird's eye view of what they need to do. And there's a 21 day plan in there where they can actually over 21 days, if they'll follow it each day, they'll be well prepared by the so end. So folks, the whole idea here is we want to help you to become a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And I, I can't think of a more important topic to actually do than hear about than when all plans fail, 
being prepared for disaster. If we're truly living in the last days, then the Bible's very clear that there's going to be de a deterioration of just about everything. The economic system fails. There's catastrophes. There's wars. There's rumors of wars, which I believe is terrorism or terrorist acts. We're seeing things unravel. The good news, Paul, is that we're the ones that are called to be the solution to the yes. problem. We have the only answer. Absolutely. And I really would say this because I find it that the people that seem to be most interested in this tend to be a little bit older. The younger generation often are not getting into this. And so one of the things I'm doing is I'm challenging parents and grandparents get yourself ready, but also get your kids ready and get, get them aware of it. In fact, one of the things I've done is I've sometimes been purchasing disaster preparedness products at Christmas time, birthdays, and other places. So you're time. giving them as gifts. I'm giving them as gifts. Well, you mentioned some yesterday, very, very practical, and we're not, this is not a prepper program. This is not about stockpiling things. This is about just being wise yes. in a uh, environment, a world environment, where things are uncertain. So you talked about water purifiers yesterday. Yes. Just have a water purifier yes. for your family yes. uh, so you can deal with contaminated water. Yes. Have a half gallon of water per person available up per to day. three weeks or so, yes. and then have food. Yes. Uh, and we talked about it would, it would, it's very good to have three months supply of food. Yes, or, or even, even more now, because see, one of the things that, you know, you may have enough food for yourself, but since so few people are actually prepared, unless you've gotten your neighbors involved, unless you've gotten your family involved, that what you think might last for three to six months is going to dwindle very, very fast. And so that's one of the reasons why I do say to get your neighborhood involved and make sure that they're prepared. Think about it. People are, are suffering. You provide food. You provide water. You have the answers. And guess what? they're going to want to hear what you have to say because you were prepared, you heard from God, and you have an answer. These are just so practical. Absolutely. But we've got to do this, folks. We've got to do it. Very simple things. Get water purifiers, store some water, store some food. Give us a few others, Paul. Okay, well, just another, a few more practical finan things. Financially is another thing. In other words, I think people should be having food, I mean, uh, uh, money at home. In fact, I have in my book where you should have at least $500 in small bills at home because you're not going to want to be having $100 bills, $50 bills to pay for a $5 item because in the middle of a disaster, uh, they're not going to be able to give you change. Electricity is going to be down. You're not going to have ATMs. You're not going to have access to your, your funds. And I really recommend that you have more than $500 in small bills, ones, fives, tens. Of is this all part of the 21-day plan? Yes, yes okay, it is. Okay, good. Give us a few more. Very practical things again. Yes, another thing, of course, is um, a matter of uh, adequate shelter. In fact, you need to be prepared to have a bug-out place to go to uh, if in, in case you're in an area where you have uh, expected problems. Like one of the things I think about my own kids that are living close to New York City or others that are close to Chicago, I'm saying you need to have an alternative place to be able to go. Safety is another issue in terms of uh, personal self-defense. And one of the things uh, that I really... So give us, give us an example of this. What would your safety place be? Well, in other words, have an alternative place to go. And uh, like, for instance, if you uh, have uh, anticipation, say, of a hurricane, uh, like in a situation with my sister, she was taking care of our 90-year-old father. And uh, when hurricanes would occur in Florida, you sometimes are going to have to transport them out of the way where a hurricane might, might come. So you have to prepare and move people into a safe place. So ahead be of thinking time. about it, uh, 
planning in advance, where do we go if this happens? Yes. What do we do if this happens? Yes. In fact, Just a, a simple plan. Like right now, we rely on our GPS and our phones to be able to help us to get to a certain place, but you should have a hard map, a physical copy of maps, because sometimes the towers are down, you don't have any telephone uh, communication. In fact, this is one of the things that I recommend among families is that they would have a communication system. One thing that we do with our own family, we have uh, network messaging between family members. So we send out notices about birthdays and uh, weddings and information that we want to share. But in an emergency, you can use that same system to communicate with your family saying, we're leaving for such and such a place. We're going here uh, because we're having to evacuate. There's a way you can communicate uh, with, uh, with your family members. But with neighbors, you can use handheld walkie-talkies. You can develop a system within your neighbors. I've got to tell you, and I know that people are experiencing the same thing. I I I'm listening to this and there's this resistance, that's not going to happen. We live in a high-tech age, we have cell phones, we have computers, we, we, it's all at our fingertips, but the reality is all that could shut down. It's, it it's really it, not that, that difficult it's shut to down. shut it all down. It's shut down in Katrina. In fact, even the emergency response people were having trouble with satellite phones. They were having trouble to communicate. The towers were down. And then, of course, the other thing is the phone lines are going to be jammed. Have you ever had a situation where you try to get on and say that all the phones are tied up? Well, that would be true in a major disaster. Happened on 9-11. Yes. Okay, so walkie-talkies. Yes. Just give us, a, we have just time for a couple of more practical well, need, things. Let's okay. talk about medication. Oh, medication is a big issue, and particularly for the elderly. Uh, and you, medical supplies. Yes, uh, you should have medical supplies. Don't just get things that you know how to use. You should actually be able to accumulate other medical supplies. If you had the book, it'll go through that. Be willing to take supplies that you normally would not have, because if you have extra supplies and you have nurses or EMTs or doctors or other people that would know how to use them, if you have the supplies, they can help you or your neighbors. And we need to be prepared. Listen to this, imagine never having clean water to drink. It's something that we, we all take for granted. Until recently, the population of a small village of Jews in Ethiopia suffered from polluted water. Many of their children died or they suffered from sickness and disease. But now, because many of you helped, they have clean water. The story that you're about to see is an amazing example of what we can accomplish with your help. Take a look. Shalom from a rural village here in northern Ethiopia on the outskirts of Tachgait. We're here with an entire community that identifies as Beta Israel. We've been able to commit this morning to providing every household in this community, which is 100 huts or households, with a family life straw. It's going to provide clean drinking water, no matter where the water comes from, for an entire family for an entire year. You can see the water they really did need, this filtration system. This is where a lot of the source of a, a lot of their health issues come from, is this very, very dirty water. We believe that Jewish Voice wants to bless this community with these life straw water filters. This one is for an entire family. However, we also would like to bless them with living water that is eternal. They had heard that Jewish Voice was coming to help and bringing a clinic. And a lot of these people didn't make it to the clinic. So Jewish Voice has taken life straws to them. They welcomed us like we were brothers, which we are. And it was just so, 
touching. To be able to give, they were so hungry to receive. showing them how to use them so that they can have fresh water. And that's what the Lord is doing because the Lord loves them so much. Oh, we're just so, so blessed to be here. They just received us with their arms open and they're just willing to, to hear the gospel. They're willing to receive that. And uh, it is such a blessing to be here. We're thrilled to be able to be a blessing in this way, and we've shared with the people that as they, as they take each cup of clean water out of this life straw, they would remember the Lord's love for them and the love of God's people for them, and that they would remember we're praying for them. We live in a world filled with uncertainty. The Bible warned us that in the last days, there would be an increase in earthquakes, natural disasters, wars, and rumors of wars. Terrorist attacks are imminent. The world economy is fragile, and economic crisis is looming. Now you can be prepared. When All Plans Fail delivers step-by-step -step instructions on how you can be ready for any catastrophe. Dr. Williams, the former director of Operation Blessing for CBN, has led over 200 medical missions around the world, making him an expert on disaster preparedness. For your gift of $40 or more, we'll send you When All Plans Fail, along with the book. We'll also include the companion workbook, a practical guide to prepare yourself for any disaster. Be prepared to protect your family and provide help to your neighbors when disaster strikes. This book and workbook will assure you peace and confidence while others are experiencing fear and anxiety. There is also a 21-day action plan to guarantee your family and friends will be safe. Remove your worry and stress. Prepare for any disaster with expert and easy-to-follow advice. Call now and take advantage of this important offer. And if you respond now, we will include this informative DVD. Where are we on God's prophetic timeline? Featuring a panel of end time prophecy experts, including Dr. Mark Hitchcock and Jan Markell. Join Jonathan Burness to answer questions like, which events happening today are fulfilling end times prophecy? What nation will the Antichrist come from? Will America be destroyed in the last days? If you respond to this offer today, not only will you be providing protection for your family and friends when disaster strikes, you will also be helping us provide protection for Jewish people and their neighbors already in need. Protection from polluted water through our Life Straw water purifiers. Protection from disease through medical care and medicines. And protection from blindness through our eye clinics and eye surgeries. We've helped thousands, but millions are still waiting for us to help them through their disaster. Most importantly, you can help them hear the life-transforming gospel and find eternity through a relationship with Jesus the Messiah. So pick up the phone and call the number on your screen or send your gifts of support to Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. God said that he would bless those that bless the Jewish people. Don't miss out on this opportunity to prepare your home when disaster strikes and at the same time help restore Jewish homes in crisis.
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Dr. Paul Williams will be back with us tomorrow to talk about how to be prepared if disaster strikes. Before we leave, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 tells us that if you love Israel and pray for her, you will prosper. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Predicting a disaster is impossible, but with God's guidance, you can certainly be prepared and help others make it through the toughest of times. How to plan and survive next time on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Bernis.